When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. This is Football Social Daily, Premier League podcast. We've smashed the glass and sounded the klaxon. It's time for an emergency episode of Football Social Daily. Transfer madness in the Premier League in the last 48 hours. Is it Alf Wiedersehne Kane? Are Spurs actually about to sell their superstar striker to German giants Bayern Munich? That's the 100 million euro question. And if you want top players, then you pay top dollar. And Liverpool have just gone and smashed the British transfer record. 111 million pounds this time. Declan Rice's 105 million deal from West Ham to Arsenal, the most expensive of all time for about three and a bit weeks. This is Football Social Daily, the award-winning Premier League podcast. And just the two of us, Marley and Niall on today's podcast. Because as I said, it is a bit of an emergency. We felt we had to do a show. Joel's on a bit of a scouting mission. He's gone to Italy to eat some pizza and pasta. So it's just me and you, Marley. Looks like we're going to have to make do with the bacon sandwiches instead. Yeah, just, uh, I was just about to whack a bacon sandwich in the uh, in the oven when we, we started texting. Like, we should probably do a podcast because otherwise we're not going to get to talk about this till Monday. Um, Premier League's obviously had nine games by Monday. So we thought, what better way to treat our listeners than, than us uh, talking uh, extra... Extra little bit of content for what was a, a crazy night and where the the transfer news all broke at, I think it's half 12 and then half one in the morning, Ornstein, David Ornstein tweeted um, about this Caicedo deal. But yeah, just a bit of a mad one. Yeah, we'll be talking about Caicedo. We'll be talking about Harry Kane. We'll also be talking about Wolves because they've changed their manager right on the eve of the season. Helen Lopetegui is out and Gary O'Neill is in. We'll come on to that shortly. But in terms of how much of an emergency this really was, the fact Marley couldn't get his bacon sandwich, you know, it was either right, we do it now, or we do it in five minutes and he doesn't have his bacon sandwich. Decisions, important decisions being made there. I was going to have a little hash brown on it as well. Nice little Friday treat. I've had to do with a a brunch bar instead. (laughs) You've got to do a podcast with me instead. Uh, Never mind. (laughs) Right, let's talk about Harry Kane. That's the big story. And even though Moises Caicedo looks like his deal to Liverpool is going to break the British transfer record, 
What a player Harry Kane has been in the Premier League in his time at Tottenham Hotspur. On Thursday, Bayern and Spurs managed to thrash out a deal worth more than 100 million euros. That's about 85 and a bit million pounds. Now, Harry Kane is Tottenham's all-time record goal scorer. He has a chance to become the Premier League's all-time record goal scorer, you feel, if he stays in the top flight. But it looks like, Marley, this is the last we've seen of Harry Kane in the Premier League. Everyone says that he needs to leave to pastures new to go and win silverware. And Bayern Munich is the place that that's going to happen. Yeah, looks like it. Well, just nailed on now, to be fair. It was all the biggest stumbling block was always going to be Levy um, reluctantly accepting a fee. Um, and that's that's happened. I think, I think on the basis of it, it's it's fantastic business to get eighty five million for a thirty year old with one left, one year left on his contract is is staggering. Because um, he's he's that good a player. He he makes sense for Bayern. They've been missing a striker since this old um, um, Lewandowski, and then you know Chupo Moting was. I mean, they won the league with Super Morning, so it's you can't question how how much they need um, they need Kane, but they want to be back in the mix for the Champions League, and I think with with a striker like Kane um, and a and a manager like Tuchel, they've got the know how and they've got the experience, and I think they'll they'll be much more of a threat now in the Champions League. But it was always going to come down to um, whether Kane fancied it or not, and even though the deal got agreed yesterday, there was still a lot of people saying. He could say no. This isn't this isn't Germany. This isn't a German um, kid growing up idolizing Bayern and and not sort of um, being able to resist them. You've seen Bayern just pillage players from from every Bundesliga team. They take Leipzig's best players. They took Leipzig's yeah. three best the other the other summer, didn't they? They always take Dortmund's best players as well, don't yeah. they? And do you know what? It's an interesting point in general, Marley, because even in this country. As Premier League fans growing up, you want to play for your boyhood club. For you, it'd be Newcastle. For me, Portsmouth or, you know, the biggest clubs in the country, the likes of Manchester United, Liverpool, Arsenal, Chelsea. These sorts of teams are the teams that you would want to play for, I think, growing up. And even to an extent, there's a bit of glamour about Real Madrid and Barcelona. With no disrespect to Bayern Munich, who are just juggernauts in Germany, and they've won the Champions League on more than one occasion. I don't think anyone grows up wanting to play for Bayern Munich. I think that's a really good point. Yeah, it's it's not the same. Um the the lure isn't the same and I I think that comes from rivalry. Um you want to play for Real Madrid because they've always had El Clasico, like that's it's probably the biggest game in football El Clasico. It's Real Madrid against Barcelona. Those two games minimum every season is is insane. So people when they think about Real Madrid or playing for Barcelona whatever Part of what is in them is the is the historic success the, uh, in terms of European football, and then the the big games, you know, the the El Clasico. But then you think of Bayern, and it's they've won eleven Bundesligas in a row, incredible team. But you never know how good Bayern are until they come up against somebody in the Champions League, and they either beat them, and you go, Christ, this Bayern team's amazing, yeah. or you go, well, the Bundesliga lack of competition is is what's yeah. hindering them. Well, all this talk about Harry Kane leaving Tottenham to finally win a trophy. We had our predictions podcast yesterday on Football Social Daily, and I thought that this was the season that Tottenham will go on to win a trophy under Ange Postacoglu. Whether that happens or not is going to be an interesting point because it will probably draw a few smiles and a few laughs if Tottenham, the season Harry Kane leaves the club, go on to win something. Oh, Conversely, That'd be the most though, Spurs thing ever. 
It would, but conversely, it would be the most Harry Kane thing if he went to Bayern Munich and that was the one season they didn't win the Bundesliga title. I'm not saying that's going to happen. I think they probably will win it again. The statistics say that they probably will. Yeah. But Well, they nearly messed it up last season, didn't they, Bayern? They had, they had a right uh, wobble and they they were like teetering. You know, they changed manager. Um, Tuchel came in out of the blue. Um, I think December, Tuchel was in, in London and then by February, you know... Um, they were back on top of the league. Dortmund should have won it on the last day, bottled it. So Dortmund became a, a German Spurs type of thing. Um, but but let's just... face it, like a, a Bundesliga title with Bayern Munich is obviously going to mean something to Harry Kane because it would be his, his first major silverware. Yeah. But in terms of the context of what it means in European football as an accolade, it's probably not considered in that higher regard. So my argument would be he's not gone to Bayern Munich just to win the Bundesliga or the DFB Pokal. He's gone probably to win the Champions League. That's what he will have been sold, no doubt. Yeah, probably. Um, I think, you know, I, I sent a tweet yesterday, which was properly made me laugh, where it said going to Bayern is like losing your virginity to a prostitute. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like, because it, it just, it's not, it's not the same. Um, you know, winning a winning a league title with Bayern is is as easy as it gets, really. Um, yes, he'll be great, great for them. Yes, he'll probably score thirty goals. But yeah, he's. I think the thing that for me, there's two factors in in this from Kane's perspective that makes him want to go. And it's one having a genuine crack at the Champions League, and two, it's how bad things were at Spurs. Um, I think in in the last probably five, six years, there's been a couple of times where Kane signed two new contracts um, and he's, at times the following season, he's regretted it. Like, he signed a new contract a couple of years ago and um, you know, Spurs went backwards and he was like, oh, you, you could see him yeah. on the And pitch. also that scuppered his deal to Manchester City as well because he signed a new deal. Exactly. And you've seen it last season as well, like um, when Spurs were really struggling and they came to Newcastle and they were 5-0 down in 20 minutes. You could see the cameras were looking at Kane and obviously because he's Kane and, you know, he just had that look on his face of like, why am I still here? Like, what what's going on? And I think now he's got to a point where he's gone. I need to remember how much this hurts and how how helpless I feel. Like he scored, Spurs, with, Spurs lost that game 6-1, but Kane scored an absolute worldie in that game. Dribbled down the left wing, beat I think beat two defenders and slipped it in the far corner. And it was pointless. Well, we drew Spurs in the FA Cup last season, Portsmouth, right? And we took 9,000 down to Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, or up, I should say. And we had a, a really good performance, actually. We had just lost our manager. Um, we had a caretaker guy in charge. We lost 1-0. And the reason we lost 1-0 against a pretty poor Spurs side on the day was because Harry Kane from 20 yards decided he was just going to smash one into the top corner and we lost 1-0. So for me, that's kind of an indictment of the sort of player that Harry Kane is. He is an excellent player and it makes me laugh when people say they don't rate him. But what also made me laugh was your idol, Alan Shearer on Twitter, posted a, a Photoshop picture of him stood next to a private jet saying, come yeah. on, Harry, it's time to go. Obviously trying to keep his record Premier League goal scoring tally in check. Do you think that's it now? Do you think we've seen the last of Kane in the Premier League, or do you think he might come back at some point? Because he's, as you say, he's thirty now. I, I, I can see him coming back. See, I can't. Um, I just can't see it. I just think it's too late in his career to go and then come back. I, 
I feel like it'd be one of them though. You know when Rooney went to Everton, like for the second time, and it, it just didn't like nothing really happened. I, you almost forget about it. Yeah, you? I feel like I feel mm. like that's gonna be it. Like he's thirty. I think I can see him playing for Spurs again at the age of 33, 34. He signed. He's signing a four-year deal at Bayern. That'll take him till uh, till he's thirty-four. I can see him coming back, but I think how many goals does he need now to to catch here? Is it like is it sixty something like that? Uh, I can't see him doing that at that age. Whereas if he stayed for the next four years, he's scoring sixty goals in three years tops. Like yeah, yeah. K- K- he would have had mm. the record. And I think as well, part of it in this deal was that Daniel Levy's keen not to sell to another Premier League club. I think it would hurt him to sell Kane, even for that money, £85 million pounds to Manchester United or someone else. He's laughing because they're not even going to spend it. They don't need to go and spend it now because they'll just use Richarlison all, through through the middle all summer, all season, sorry. And they'll just go, well, he starts for Brazil and we're not in Europe, so we don't need more, you know, you don't need two strikers competing, really. You can you can wait and you can assess the market and you can allow all your top targets to run down the contract another year. You can decide who you want now, and maybe go in, yeah. maybe go in January if everything's bad. Maybe go, well, definitely go next summer and and identify someone if it's Ozyman or if it's Rafael Liao or whoever really. But I don't know. Maybe Ange can go back to Celtic and get. Kyogo for, for a few million and, and just give him a give him a bash. I said this a few weeks ago and Joel agreed with me. Records are there to be broken. And, you know, Alan Shearer's record, I think one day will be broken. I thought it would be broken by Kane. I thought he would stay. Looks like he's going to go to Germany. Erling Haaland is the next person touted to kind of break that Alan Shearer record. Whereas if Kane did win a Champions League, that's immortal. He can't unwin the Champions League because he's already done it. And... I thought it was also an interesting point that someone raised on Twitter that people talk more about Shearer's all-time scoring record than they do about the fact he won the Premier League at Blackburn, which I think is a, I think is a good point as well in general. Hundred percent. I, I think I mean, I've, we've we've given this so much talk over the past few weeks, haven't we? That what is what is more, but that that's why I mentioned my points before. I think it's not so much about the record versus trophies. I think it's just how helpless he feels at Spurs that he, he needs to, the 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 need for that trophy is is mm. greater because he just feels helpless but he just feels like he's not going to win yeah. one the sweet spot at Spurs is long gone isn't yeah, it yeah it peaked at that Champions League final I, I say it all the time it's just it was almost the worst thing that happened to them because as soon as that whistle went players left the ones that well, they didn't st- sign anyone did they that season yeah the the, that the ones that stayed the heads went down Pochettino was sacked six months later and it's been a, a been fire ever since they've had Conte they've tried that and Mourinho and both of them you you can see straight away in their um in their personalities that they were going to clash with Levy and it wasn't going to work um but everyone went well let's give it a go but we don't expect it to work and lo and behold they were both gone within what two years and Conte lasted nearly two years or something but Mm. You know, he, he was having a meltdown every week. Remember that game against Burnley where he, they got beat? And <laughs> he, he basically quit, didn't he, he after the game? He basically walked out. He was like, <laughs> he was like I've had enough of this. I Christ can't be this, anymore. I've given up beautiful Italy for, you know, an underachieving team in London that I can't get any tunes out of. It was, it was crazy, <laughs> but it's... Sounds like Joel right now, he's given up. Yeah. <laughs> given up the podcast to go over back to Italy. Yeah, he's, he's in, where is he? Bologna he's in at the minute. The uh, is jammy he? sausage, yeah. 
food capital of Italy, I've heard. Um, yeah. You say jammy sausage, that would be what Harry Kane's dining out on, sausages and potatoes and sauerkraut, it looks Bratwurst, like. Bratwurst, yeah. yeah. For the next uh, few years of his career as he's made the switch to Bayern Munich. I will say this about Harry Kane, and you'll never hear this. I feel lucky to have watched him play football in the Premier League. I feel lucky that I've seen him score goals in the flesh, on the TV, for England. What a player, what a player he's been. And I think people will look back and maybe remember more fondly now that he's gone to Germany, what a good player Harry Kane was. I think sometimes he actually doesn't get the credit he deserves of how good a football player he is. To score goals in football is the hardest thing to do on the pitch. No question about it. To be prolific in front of goal is one of the toughest things you can do on a football pitch. And he's done it really well over the last few years. So best of luck, Harry Kane. And what a joy it's been to watch him in the Premier League. Well, there's big transfers flying around all over the place and no bigger in terms of transfer fee than the one between Liverpool and Brighton for Moises Caicedo. £111 million. It's a new British transfer record, smashing the 105 set not a month ago with Arsenal signing Declan Rice. We'll talk about it next on Football Social Daily. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan. And we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome back to this emergency edition of Football Social Daily. Hit subscribe or follow and that way you won't miss a podcast again. The season starts tonight. Burnley against Manchester City. But in a strange way, we're not going to be talking about that too much because... It's transfer news that's dominating the agenda. We call in this an emergency podcast, but Liverpool have had a bit of an emergency in their midfield for the last year or so. And it's an emergency they've really tried to address this summer. They've signed Alexis McAllister. They've signed Dominic Soboslai. And very recently, they were in the market for Southampton's Romeo Lavia. They felt that £45 was too much for them to pay to a relegated Southampton to sign the young midfielder. So instead, they've signed another young midfielder, for more than double the price. A new British record. Moises Caicedo, who was of interest to Chelsea all throughout the summer. Brighton said, we're not selling him for any less than £100 million. Liverpool have offered 111. And they're going to sign him, Marley. This is 
this is crazy, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I knew, like, we knew Liverpool were interested because we, you know, it makes sense they need a DM. Um, Caicedo's a defensive mate. He's, he's, he's flavor of the month, I want to say. Um, I mean, he's better than flavor of the month, but we'll maybe come on to that in, in future. But yeah, it's, uh, it's uh, a weird one. I didn't expect it. I thought Chelsea would would win the race. They seemed to be ahead. Um, Liverpool were, from from reports from very trusted sources, I think Liverpool were were saying, we'll give 45 for Lavia to, to Southampton. And Southampton were saying, we would like 48 or 50. So 3 million in the grand scheme of things, obviously in football, is absolutely nothing. So to then be on my phone last night, I woke up because it was boiling hot last night. So I woke up and checked my phone, half one in the morning, and it said um, it was David Ornstein saying Caicedo to Liverpool for 110 million, 111 million. And I was like, "What? Like, am I, am I dreaming? Like, what's going on here? Because how have they, how have they walked away from a half price deal to pay twice as much for Caicedo? I'd, I don't really understand why they've done it." But it's, it's the decision they've made, isn't it? It's it's one of them where like they, they obviously rate Caicedo as twice as good as Lavia, which I personally disagree with. I think they're both quality, but is one twice as good as the other? I think Caicedo is just living off that. He's had that year extra in the Premier League and he is great. He is a great player. However... Is he better than Rice? Because the no, value would suggest that he is. No, he's not. That's This, I, this is why the fee is... I expected him to go for seventy, and all of a sudden he's gone for he's gone for one hundred and ten. And there's a there was a report coming out last night that um, Brighton Brighton have played this. They are an absolute puppet master of transfer negotiations. Yeah, Tony Bloom's just genius, isn't he, with the way that he's done this? I mean, obviously one hundred and eleven now for Caicedo. What was it, sixty million for Kukurea, who's been yeah, rubbish? And then Chelsea. McAllister's gone as well this summer, and there's been countless others. Basuma to Spurs, Ben White to to Arsenal. Sanchez to Chelsea, even though he was second choice, they got twenty million for him, I think. So it's um, it's crazy, but the, for apparently what happened was he um, he put uh, an auction, basically turned Moises Caicedo into an eBay auction and said the deadline is Friday midnight. So well, Thursday midnight, Friday you know, first minute of Friday that ends. You put your bids in, your maximum. Stop messing around. Let's get this done before the Premier League starts which is why everything's kicked off last night because the Premier League starts today. It feels like a transfer deadline day, but it's it's not. In fact, transfer deadline day will be rubbish because nobody really likes to do business on that on that day because except West Ham, who <laughs> all of a sudden now realise that they need to sign players because they look like crap on the pitch. It's fine by me because that's my birthday, so I don't have to worry about keeping up with transfers and stuff. I can just go out and enjoy a few beers and not worry there about you go. it. But the one thing that shocks me about this is the fee that Liverpool are paying, not only because it's a record... But they didn't want to get involved in the negotiations for Jude Bellingham, who went to Real Madrid for about 115, as, as you said. Makes me scratch my head. Like, why would you sign Caicedo from Brighton, who's not as good a player as Jude Bellingham, and probably not as much of a leader as Jude Bellingham? I think Jude Bellingham will be a future England captain. You can just see it. It's written all over him. I mean, why not? bid for Bellingham and try and sign Bellingham for what is a very similar fee. The only thing I can think of is at the start of the summer when everyone knew Bellingham Bellingham was going to leave, um, Liverpool weren't sure what their budget was. And I think think Liverpool spent their budget 
on the two of Shabozlai and McAllister. Right. And then when... and then they, Do you think the I, Fabinho and, and Henderson going to Saudi has kind of boosted the coffers a bit? Yeah, I think they were shocked by that. They, they didn't expect that at all. They, they probably expected Henderson to leave for a nominal fee, maybe. But even even Henderson, like, who's going to come in and buy Henderson? And then Gerard rocks up at El Etifak and, you know, takes him with him. And Liverpool were like, oh, that's good. Because it's not a big fee, but it's wages. And then, obviously, they come in for Fabinho as well, the other Saudi club, and they were like, Christ, we've got another, we've got another 50 million to spend here. So where do we, where do we spend that? That, like, that writes off McAllister's fee. McAllister was roughly about 50, 55, whatever it was. So then they've gone, well, where can we spend that? We'll spend it on Lavia. And then they've gone, oh, hang on. They've probably done a bit of, you know, working out on the balance sheets and said, well, if we spend on Caicedo now, we don't have to spend on our midfield now, conceivably, for the next five years. You've got your first choice midfield there. You've got Bicetich coming in as well, who's highly rated and stuff like that. So you've got four four good midfielders there. They probably need a, a little bit more depth, but Curtis Jones is there. Harvey Elliott's there. There's There's options now. Well, it looks like it opens the door for Curtis Jones to go to Crystal Palace, actually. Oh, is that? Oh. So, <laughs> I mean, well, that's potential. I bet the Palace fans are dancing through the streets for that one. <laughs> one door closes, the other one opens. So, if this goes through, which it hasn't yet, but it looks like it's going to, 111 million quid. It's a British record, as we've been saying. Makes it the sixth most expensive transfer of all time in professional that's crazy. football. crazy. And where was he? Where was he two years ago? Playing in Ecuador, was he? Something like that. Independiente del Valle or something, wasn't he? Del Valle, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So I mean, what a what a rise! And I, I hope think... they had a sell-on clause. <laughs> yeah, I think credit to they Brighton will... though as well. Um, it's just Independiente just have got this sixty thousand seat stadium now, <laughs> something <laughs> called the Moises Caicedo Arena or something like that. <laughs> yeah, statue of Caicedo outside of the ground, no doubt about it. Um, remarkable, <laughs> remarkable stuff in the transfer window. Just when you think you've seen it all in the Premier League, something like this happens. Grealish for a hundred million last summer, Rice for 105, not three weeks ago, four weeks ago, and now Caicedo for 111. A bag of nails, they say in darts, 111. Will he be a bag of nails or will he be a success? We'll wait and see as the season is now upon us. And the Premier League season doesn't indeed start for Wolverhampton Wanderers until Monday, which is probably a good thing that they're not playing tonight or tomorrow or Sunday, Marley, because it's been turbulent behind the scenes at Molyneux the last few days. We've heard throughout the summer that Julen Lopetegui wasn't quite happy with the way things are being run. And amicably, they parted company with the Spaniard earlier this week. Pretty quickly, they managed to get a replacement in Gary O'Neill. So what do you make of the news coming out of Wolves that they've Parted company with Lopetegui, who was clearly not happy for whatever reason, which we could probably go into now, and the appointment of Gary O'Neill, who was sacked by Bournemouth earlier this summer, but has already fallen on his feet and got another job. Uh, it's it's not a surprise, I don't think, with, with Lopetegui. He nearly left last season, um, didn't he? When when Wolves were safe, they, we, we knew he wanted to leave because that's when everybody was made aware or certainly people outside of wolves were made aware of the fact that they've got no money they've they've blown their load on ffp um already uh, it's all it's gone they've probably got to wait two two years to to have them them funds regenerate um and lopetegui's you know he's a manager that's managed at the top he's managed spain 
has managed Real Madrid. You know, he's been very um, um, successful in his career. And I think when you give, when you don't give him the tools or you can't give him the tools, you know, it's, it's not a surprise to see him, um, see him move on. Um, Surprised it came this late, to be fair. I thought he'd be out the door as soon as the season ended. Um, But he seems to have gone on holiday and got paid a little bit more and then came back and said, you know what, lads, actually, I don't fancy this. Find someone while I go on holiday. Um, And they've turned to Gary O'Neill and he's done really well at at Bournemouth last season, but was probably a victim of of Bournemouth having a a plan um, and reacting to, you know, a manager that they fancied become available with Andoni Iriola. So he's... He was always going to work in the Premier League, I think, after his Bournemouth spell because he he did so well. Bournemouth should never have stayed up last season; they should have gone down. But he he got he rallied the troops. He, you know, get the cliche bell. He battened down the hatches and everything like that. And it, all of a sudden, Bournemouth survived comfortably and played some good football along the way. And he was he was the reason they stayed up, and that's why he was in with the shout manager of the year, in my opinion. But you know, it's um it's not a surprise to see him back, but. Going into another club is, it, I think, it's going to be hard for him because the thing he had at Bournemouth was Scott Parker said, "You were all crap. Prove him wrong," and that that was a huge motivational factor for Bournemouth. But going in as going in cold to Wolves is like you ha- you have to immediately get the respect of some very very good players at Wolves. There's Nunes uh, in midfield who cost fifty million quid. It was meant to be the best thing to come out of Portugal since Bruno Fernandes. Um, you've got Kilman's there, who's probably the next off the, the, the line into the England sort of reckoning. Kalajic as well, who's finally back from injury. So he's going to want to prove a point. Yeah, there's, there's, there's talent there. And there's talent that will judge him pretty quickly. And it's mostly Portuguese lads and as a, as a Londoner going in. And, you know, it, there's, a, there's much more of a um, question about his settling in process in this job um so i i'm not massively sure about it but i hope he does well because he he deserves to do well he's done well at bournemouth why would you not deserve to do better uh, to do as well at a slightly bigger club yeah i mean i you say slightly bigger i think wolves well, are massively bigger. bigger than bournemouth yeah. i think it's going to be a real challenge for gary o'neill but one that i think he can definitely take on because having spoken to the guys from back of the net, the AFC Bournemouth podcast about six weeks ago here on Football Social Daily, they weren't exactly devastated that Gary O'Neill had left and they were pretty happy with his replacement, Iriola, who you've already referenced. So very interested to see how Wolves managed to deal with this. Their first game is against Manchester United on Monday. Right, I think we're wrapped up there, Marley. A nice rapid emergency pod and you can go and get cooking your bacon now for your sarnie. Yeah, but I think I've moved that back to uh, to dinner time now. I'm going to have a nice little dinner time butty. So, <laughs> happy days. As long as I get it, um, it's in the fridge, sitting there, like, open the fridge and you can. the house smells of bacon at the minute because my wife's had, uh, had her butty. So, there's that faint smell of bacon that just makes you really hungry. So Red sauce or brown sauce? Red. Yeah. Never have, I'm with you. I never have brown sauce in anything, me, but, yeah. I'm with you. I had, I had some friends around for... Uh, for breakfast and stuff a few weeks ago before we went and watched the cricket and I was like I was in the shop buying the stuff so I bought the bacon I bought the eggs and the sausages and the bread and everything I thought right I've got ketchup at home I was like someone's gonna want brown sauce aren't they 
So I knew I had to buy some brown <laughs> yeah. sauce just in case someone went, oh, no, have you got any brown sauce? So I bought it, still unopened. Nobody wanted any, oh. and I'm not going to use it. So it's just sat there in my fridge. You should have forced it onto the plate <laughs> and then told them to take it with him. <laughs> well, talking of forcing stuff, we're not going to force you to listen to Football Social Daily throughout the season, but we think you should do. This is an award-winning Premier League podcast where myself, Marley and Joel will go through all of the big Premier League talking points throughout the campaign. Hit subscribe or follow wherever you listen to your podcasts. And that way you won't miss another one. So it'd be great to have you on board. Go and follow the socials as well at FSD pod and enjoy the first game of the Premier League season tonight. Burnley against Manchester City. So much has happened. We didn't even get a chance to talk about it, but we will do at the start of next week. So you don't want to miss that. Right. That's it from us at Football Social Daily for now. We'll catch you next time. Football Social Daily is a voice work sport production for the Sports Social Podcast Network. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.